0: Hello and welcome to Hanging Out with Hangar 9, the best London Spitfire and British Hurricane fan podcast. I am Lemon Tree.
1: And I'm Squiddy.
0: And we have the results of the Summer Showdown Tournament to talk about this week. Lots of surprises, lots of, lots of upsets, lots of excitement. Lots A, of uh,
1: incorrect predictions, some of us as well. Uh, just got to make that very clear immediately. We, <laughs> it, we didn't predict any of the winners. From the first point, really, at all?
0: No, no. We're both quite bad at predictions. It turns out me more so than you. Um, but yes, um, in the first round of the North American region, I got zero incorrect, uh, zero correct predictions. Um, to tell you what kind of uh, numbers I'm rolling into this week. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: I was only able to get one correct for the uh, first round of the uh, American game. So that was interesting. Uh, but I think what games we did have, they were, I think all of them were absolutely fantastic.
0: Mm. No, definitely the caliber of Overwatch that was on display uh, this weekend across the board um, from a watching and from like a, you know, competitive standpoint was, was very, very impressive. Um, even if, yes, it didn't exactly go the way that some of us predicted.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, the games were great. And we start, as uh, as I feel is best, with the London Spitfire game, who it was, it was the old guard versus the new guard, as we discussed last week. Uh, Seoul versus London. And unfortunately, it did not go London's way.
0: No, we we unfortunately fall to to Seoul, and we were sort of quite high on ourselves going going into this game. I don't know whether that was completely wrong on our part. Um, I think Seoul did just you know play a really really good game. Um, we again showed you know spots of spots of being really good. Uh, Anubis, which was our our one map win in this series, I thought we were really really good, um, particularly uh, around uh, countering profits May. Um, there was it a was great, tour. it was, huge. yeah, that was if massive. If that hadn't <laughs>
1: happened, uh, there was no way, um, uh, London would have, it would have been a 3-0 rather than a 3-1. Mm. If profit hadn't been counted within, what was the last 20 seconds of yeah. the Temple of Anubis? Soul yeah, it was 20
0: seconds. He was hiding behind a ledge. I think he, the, the caster said he put an elbow out of place and then Bernard came in and, uh, and hit him with a uh, with rock to, um, to counter him because, yeah, if, if Prophet got off that blizzard, there was absolutely no way we were going to get on the point and, and make that cap in the end. But, yeah, we, we, we showed spots of brilliance, but, you know, Sol were just, just too much for us in the end, unfortunately.
1: I think what it was is Prophet went back to his OG the reason he became so big in Overwatch League. Or in Overwatch in general, the Genji. You got to yeah. see the profit Genji and that is absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean some of the some of the plays he was making on particularly on that Nepal map, I think he got a massive five K Dragon Blade, I think. Um and it was just too easy for, for Seoul. Um and like that that was the story of the weekend was, was Genji's coming back into prominence and do you have a good Genji player and how good are they? And uh yeah, Prophet was just absolutely balling on uh bawling on Genji. You know, we had all Vo on Genji, um, for parts of it. Who was, you know, who's doing decent work and I think uh, you know, getting the right blades off to help us cap points and stuff, but yeah, Prophet was, was back in his back in his element, it felt like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a shame I think how the meta yeah. uh, was, it did not suit Lon- London well, really. It wasn't no. exactly what they wanted. And I think... I- I'm trying to think what is our best meta, because I think from what we've seen so far for London, they have played best. It's Double Shield May Reaper comps. Mm. That's how it's gone. Uh, in recent times, Babel and... Galista have been popping off with the hit scan and then tracer combo, typically mm-hmm. that ash tracer. But as Genji had that such a big, such a big buff, There's, you can't, tra- running tracer against that is quite a risky pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, w- w- <laughs> there was lo- there was lots of uh, conversations online over the weekend around you know, is Genji overbuffed? Is he is he way too powerful because of the way that these Top level pros were utilizing him, and maybe like to a certain degree, but I think on on your ladder matches, this is definitely you know you're not going to get this kind of Genji game gameplay. It's because these guys are so skilled and are so proficient in uh, in using Genji and being able to exploit every last sort of drop of um, of potential of of hits of kills out of him that makes him so deadly. And you're right, we don't we are yet to show. That we can play in this sort of Genji meta, we we do like that sort of yeah, like you said, double shield, May Reaper, a lot, you know how sort of the beginning of the season was that sort of early meta, but uh, but yeah, this sort of open meta, which the tournaments are under, so we're gonna have to get used to it somehow. Uh, doesn't doesn't really suit us, it seems.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, I think as it's getting closer to the season end as well, I think this is where like we had that good match against uh, the Spark last mm-hmm. or oh, last last weekend, which I think we maybe got slightly overcarried <laughs> over carried away with uh in <laughs> regards to how we that could then translate against Seoul. I think London is almost there. Like the maps were close. Mm. I think only a couple things uh, essentially need to be adjusted or changed to to get to get London being able to compete with the likes of Seoul, and I think New York really, I think mean, trying to get them to compete with Guangzhou and the Dragons that's ne- a too big a step at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, de- definitely on the part of the Dragons, and as as you say, Charger sort of showing themselves to be a a top of the table contender as well whereas we're sort of, you know, slowly but surely slipping down to the table. Um, you know, the only Asian team we're above uh in the standings is um is the Hunters. So if if we can get those those wins over the likes of Spark and and Soul going forward, then we definitely have um an opportunity. But but yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to get better at this open meta. You know, if the meta isn't suiting us. Um and that, that that's what it all comes down to in the end. These tournaments are played under these open meta rules, and so we need to we we need to get better, I know I know it's difficult to prepare for because you know th- this Genji player has only really come round in the last month or so because of the Genji buffs, and so maybe you could argue you know even if we were preparing, we weren't preparing for this necessarily. Um, but yeah, stick someone on Genji and, and get them to work. I suppose, <laughs> although although did look good at um, at Genji at times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a work in progress. And we've got the week off uh, for next weekend, Mm -hmm. to maybe be able to uh, chuck in so much practice on the ladder, in scrims, uh, to potentially from uh, the 17th, 18th, I believe the next games are. 18th, Mm -hmm. 19th are the next games. Be ready then. And I think uh, in terms of the Asian region, It was fantastic to see Guangzhou do so well. And eventually, knock down, uh, I think what what a lot of people have said is one of the greatest, a very good, strong, possibly one of the greatest Overwatch League teams we've seen in the Dragons at the moment. Uh, And they were actually able Mm. to defeat them 4-2 to take uh, the Summer Showdown APAC region trophy. If is there if there is a trophy, I'm not entirely sure there is. Yeah,
0: I don't know about that actually. Is there a trophy? Did they get What's a certificate a
1: good... or, or, or proof? <laughs> uh, but they were able to win four two, and I believe it was four. It was four two, and it just felt like Guangzhou were on were at the level Shanghai been at most of the season, and they just had maybe an off day.
0: Yeah, it definitely felt like a, a leveling up sort of moment for for the charge. Uh, I mean it started with them three owing New York to begin with. Like I absolutely wasn't expecting that. Particularly when you've got a player like uh Haskell, who's so good at Genji, for New York and, you know, the charge being able to three o New York in, in fairly decisive manner to, to then go on to the final and like you say, beat beat the uh beat the Dragons, who we've been talking about basically all season, as the as the leaders, the standout leaders of the Asian region. Um and yeah we, we we've always sort of what well, i have always personally and maybe this is a knock on me pegged charge level with with spark and that sort of um mid table sort of position um and we always joked how you know chinese overwatch was a perfect circle as them the hunters and whatever traded wins but clearly over the course of the season um charge have pulled away from the rest of the chinese scene and um have really leveled up and they've definitely they've definitely shown it this weekend by uh, by beating the dragons who there are very few you know bad marks on uh on the dragons record this season they've only lost uh two matches um uh, yeah. looking at the standards this season and so for charge to be one of them i think you've definitely got to take them seriously
1: yeah absolutely i think it's gonna be very i think as it gets closer to the end of the season it's gonna be very close between these two teams for that top spot i think new york I, I really don't know what to say about New York's performance against Charge. Mm. Like they were 3 would Hunters, or was it Spark? One of them, either one. Uh, Spark,
0: Spark. Yeah, New York Spark. 3 would Spark.
1: Yeah. Uh, which um, I think a lot of people were expecting that because it's New York and it was Spark. Spark haven't looked as good this season. But when it came against Charge, they just got unfounded. They did not know. It, Maybe it was a seem. It seems possibly to be lack of coordination. You could mm. argue, and that or that helped Guangzhou get through. Because I don't. I think they I don't think in New York were ever going to win that matchup. Guangzhou just looked so good that weekend. But they. Sh- I think it, it could have been closer in different matches, mm. or in different maps even. Uh, and it was just. I know, it felt like a a step backwards for New York. As much as it was a stride forward for the charge, it didn't feel like New York took that little step backwards.
0: Yeah, I mean, people often say this about New York, that they always seem to sort of bottle it when it comes to these high-pressure situations. Um, You know, these playoffs, these grand finals, these you know competitive, highly-charged moments. They're pretty good week-to-week in the league, but it's in this tournament format that they seem to sort of struggle a bit. And, like, I don't know if you can really put down this defeat to the charge to that sort of bottling sort of mentality. I think, like you say, charge were just just too good. Um, and maybe this is, like, what's what's so good about Overwatch and the Overwatch League is that anyone, like, almost anyone can be anyone. Like, you know, you do have your exceptions. But, I'm, I mean, may, maybe I'm too dismissive of charge there. But, I, I you know, I didn't see charge coming out on top of the Obviously, I didn't predict it, but... I don't know if anyone. I would have thought New York, and just the way they dealt with New York in in convincing fashion was really impressive to me.
1: I think it will be interesting the next uh, like uh, tournament they have in the Overwatch League if there is this rematch between them. Mm. Ha- it would be interesting to see how that goes about if the same if it- if the same result happens because if that does, then it's not just Guangzhou being the better team but you'd also have to consider New York with that choking pressure as well because it's just building this is another tournament that they lost and were not able to win and that is starting starting to rack up now and that's not going to go away until they actually win one of these so at some point they either they will win or it's just going to be perpetual losing <laughs> and then more people going oh are they choking again and it's just going to keep fanning
0: those flames. Yeah, until you get until you get it off your back, it's always going to be at the back of back of the players' minds. I know there's been, you know, there's quite a few new players who, you know, are fresh to to New York and um maybe it's unfair to tar them with the choking brush, but you know, as an organization, you're right. Like they need to get rid of this sort of stink of uh of choking off them because I'm sure it plays in, in the players' minds like uh, you know even if they're they're fairly new to the team like Haxel like I bet it's still playing on their mind and um, clearly they can't deal with that kind of pressure very well
1: yeah no absolutely and um, I'm I'm kind of hoping that New York do pull it through because it, it would be fantastic to see them um, do better than they have been because they are such a talented side uh, it was mm. annoying arguably I only need to see them for twice but Very hearty congratulations to the charge for winning the APAC region. They were phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. It's hard word, isn't it? (laughs) Fantastic uh, throughout the weekend. And speaking of fantastic, one of the I think a team that not many people thought could do well coming in. I believe they were eleventh seed, Uh, eighth. Oh, no, he's all about Toronto? Yeah, Toronto Defiant. Toronto
0: were 11th, yeah.
1: Yeah, they, I think, stunned quite a few people with their performance over the weekend.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting as well, because I believe this format was set up where, uh, where, you know, we're, we're right in saying that the higher seeds picked who they wanted to play, right? That was what happened. And, you know, Valiant going in, the highest rated seed, they were fifth seed, and they could have picked 13th place Washington Justice, who, you know, mathematically would have been easier to face. But no, they went with Defiant, which is an interesting choice, considering they were knocked out. Um, Maybe there was something behind the scenes that Valiant thought they could play into there with with Toronto. Um, But yeah, just, I I don't know what it is about Toronto. They they always seem like they should be better than, than they are. And like... The individual pieces feel like I mean maybe it's because it's a really competitive league but it does feel like they should be higher up than they are Um,
1: yeah absolutely you're right and I think what definitely helped them as we've said it was a Genji heavy meta and Mm -hmm. who do they have? They have agilities a fantastic NA Genji and I think that's definitely what helped them not only beat Valiant who picked them first uh, Atlanta Reign had second pick for the quarterfinals. And they chose Toronto and then lost to them as well. I think that was an even more comprehensive. Well, it was actually very close. It was 3 2. Mm. But it was still, I think, close. I, think I, I, I myself were predicting Atlanta to maybe go much further
0: mm.
1: in this tournament. But but no Toronto are able to do uh beat them 3-2 unfortunately them being stopped uh after their victory against uh Toronto I believe by the shock no by Philadelphia Fusion uh being uh 3-0 by them but I think that that's a good they needed something for their season Toronto they needed a boost to help try and get it started and make a push for anything they're not they're s- s- struggling near the bottom of the tables mm. so I think they need something like right oh well we can play Overwatch let's uh let's let's try and keep I, I hope I think I hope for their sake they keep this momentum going
0: yeah no definitely um if they can pop off in these open meta kind of positions that will bode, bode well for them come the end of the season um Again, I haven't looked at the exact mathematics as to whether they can, uh, you know, get some wins and get them themselves into sort of a playoff or play-in uh, position. Um, the exact you know format around the end of the seasons I think is going to be confirmed. Uh, if not next week, maybe the week after. Um, but yeah, getting a win over the second place seed when you're eleventh place seed coming into it like that's got to give you a big boost of confidence. And maybe it was that you know the meta that. Uh, those qualification places were played in didn't necessarily suit toronto or they've you know they they like being these sort of underdogs um you know they like proving people wrong maybe they thrive in this sort of tournament format but yeah it's definitely um definitely a, a boost for them and you know we all we all kind of like toronto a little bit because we all dig the uh the red and black uh, uniform colours. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with red and black in, uh, in my eyes. So,
1: <laughs> No, absolutely. I think uh, a big boost for them. And I think, as our, as our producer always says, every time <laughs> I look on his uh, Twitter, he says, y'all sleeping on Paris. And a lot <laughs> of people did. Uh, I am sleeping on Paris. <laughs> today. They actually had to play uh, <laughs> one of the earliest games uh, playing against Dallas. Uh, on the Friday, beating them, which one of us predicted correctly. The other did not. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming through, beating Vancouver Titans 3-1. Which I think those two victories, Paris, I think many people said, yeah, they should, you, you argue they should be beating those sides. It's then when you get to them having to face the shock and the Philly fusion back-to-back... And coming I mean, out on top in both.
0: Is there a harder set of games to play back-to-back in Overwatch than Philly Fusion Shock? Arguably, one, one and harder, two this whole season.
1: The, the, the hard, the only one that would be hardest, not possible in their current format, would be um, Paris Dragons, Paris Shock, Paris Philly. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, that is the only way to make this more difficult for paris and yet they still managed it um i think i think the casters said they were playing for eight hours solid of overwatch by the time <laughs> that they uh that they finally won uh won against philadelphia and i mean what's what's so shocking is yes they went win over philadelphia and that was kind of close you know it went to the full the full extent of games it was very back and forth um, no one seemed to be able to defend very well um <laughs> it felt like every map went to its absolute limit and then and then some um but just absolute pops for Paris props for Paris um particularly sparkle on the genji who was just absolutely phenomenal um the whole weekend through and you know we we kind of guessed going into it that this was going to be a weekend of genji plays and uh, and man was it cuz sparkle was was at doing absolute bits uh, bits for Paris and was arguably uh, one of the main causes of of them winning this tournament.
1: Absolutely, it was his, his performance this weekend. well I, I think you got to rate it up there with some of the best, some of the best you've ever seen, and especially uh, in the final match, Paris vs Philly on Rialto Map Seven, the final <laughs> map. It seemed like they it was a battle between Sparkle and E Q O as to who would get the best Genji play. <laughs> that game or that map even mm. with sparkle coming in getting his four or five gays and then an eqo on point one clutching it out and what was it like a 4v1 or something ridiculous like that
0: yeah it was absolutely ridiculous it was like millimeters from uh the payload was millimeters from like ticking over to the next point and yeah he just manages to to solo kill i think it was f- four or five uh, of the of the Paris players to keep to keep the map alive, you know they don't end up winning Philly. That is the, that is the final map, but for, <laughs> for, for one for E Q O to have that kind of pop off ability, you know we always talk about Carpe, and maybe I'm guilty of it as well, is like overhyping Carpe and sort of ignoring E Q O. But uh, that kind of clutch play, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it before. Um, but clutch counter clutch as well, like just after Sparkle had popped off as well, it was just so impressive. Um, And for Paris to be able to come back from that as well and still win the map and still win the series overall was just so impressive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've got to give a big uh, shout-out to the (laughs) 200-millisecond champion, the ping god of Fielder, being able to not only play Overwatch with that ping, but play such a high-level and good-quality Overwatch at 200 ping. I, I literally don't know how he's manages it. When my ping it. goes above 100 milliseconds, <laughs> I get annoyed myself and I can't deal with it. I just, i more or less just stop playing. I'm, like, yeah. I'm just going to wait until my internet settles down. But he can't do that, and he's been able to pop off massively for Paris.
0: I have literally no idea how he manages it. Like you say, like when my ping gets that high, yeah, I'm, I'm raging. I'm, <laughs> I'm quitting, and just his his ability to to stay to stay focused to to work with that ping i mean maybe he's on some uh, super high speed internet or something or maybe they've done some sort of overwatch league workaround. but even so the ability to you know all all the philadelphia people together all the shock people in the room together and he's not he's out there <laughs> by himself and you know he hasn't got anyone to celebrate with there was that great image of him sat at his computer with uh, all the palace pl- all the paris players uh celebrating together and he's he's all by himself all alone all sad and uh yeah massive props to him for for managing to win a torn win a series against against the odds and against the ping yeah so impressive
1: yeah absolutely i think uh yeah that that, that picture's gonna be in a lot of people's minds and meme photos and memes as well <laughs> uh for the foreseeable future and i think if these Genji buffs stay and it continues, Paris are gonna be looking a very good side come the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and you've got you've got to imagine the Genji buffs will stay, and they don't normally revert a buff like that as uh, as quickly as possible. Um, of course, after this tournament, I think we go back into uh, a hero pools sort of system. So I'd imagine with the high level of Genji play. Over the tournament and over the past couple of weeks, there is a strong possibility that he won't be in the rotation. Uh, but again, it's all probability and mathematics, and maybe you know someone else will be out of the meta, and um, that Genji play will continue to be important um, as we approach the the next round of playoffs and tournaments and and what have you. But uh, but yeah, if you've got a good Genji player, I think it's going to be valuable as we approach the uh, the end the end game of the season.
1: Absolutely, and I think uh, that about covers it uh, for today's episode. Thank you very much uh, for listening, Uh, and we all hope you enjoyed the Summer Showdown. Yes, it wasn't quite the result Uh, we were hoping for London. (laughs) Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not, but we did get to see so many amazing Genji plays. I think it kind of balances out. I'm not quite sure if it does, but... I, so many highlight reels are definitely going to be filled with the clips that you've seen this weekend
0: absolutely if we can't get wins I like uh, yeah if we can't get Spitfire wins either Widow Clicking Heads or Massive Genji Blades those uh, those I will accept as, uh, as replacements if, uh, if not a bit reluctantly
1: Yeah, absolutely and if you have uh, enjoyed this podcast uh, please consider joining our discord we're actually running two events uh, this Saturday we have our pub quiz where you can win some amazing merchandise, including some signed jerseys, previous jerseys, towels, hats, all all types of stuff coming in first, second and third. And it is to raise money for mermaids, a fantastic LGBTQ charity. It's definitely worth the admission.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I I'm yet to sign up for that, but I I definitely will. I've just been uh, I've just been putting it off, and uh, we also have a games night running, I believe, on a yeah. on a regular basis now. Which you're running, if I'm absolutely.
1: If I'm so every Thursday or the day after, oh, the day before this podcast comes out, we will be hosting different games nights uh, this week or as this comes out yesterday. <laughs> uh, we were hosting a Jackbox uh, a games night, so if. Those people who have played Jackbox, you know it's a good party game to get to know people. And every week, so we're going to be alternating between other games, so like Jackbox, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing. And then every other week, uh, we'd be doing, like, custom games in Overwatch. So maybe, like, the Ash Roulette, depending on how your Ash says hey or hello, you get shot... Uh, the black hole one from the sun there's so many custom games uh, in Overwatch's I know it's going to be an absolute laugh they all start around 7pm BST in our discord in the games room voice chat which is in the engineers lounge so come on down it's a good way to get to know people and enjoy some of the games you get to play
0: Absolutely, get yourself on down there. If you want to get to know either of us, I can be found on Twitter at NevetsLT. That's N-E-V-E-T-S-L-T.
1: And you can follow me on Twitter of at Squiddy57. And don't forget to follow our uh, editor and producer in chief, Cam. You can follow him on his uh, more uh, professional Twitter of at CaptainZep. Or his more Overwatch-orientated one of at CamverWatch.
0: And of course, be sure to follow Hang Nine on all of the various social medias. We're at Hang Nine on Twitter, uh, LDN underscore Hang Nine, I think, on Instagram, and we also have a Facebook page as well and a Discord. And until next time, wash your hands and hang loose.